Welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Aperno, joined by my co-host, Matt Hannafin, at this point. Both senior writers for HotHotHoops.com. Check it out and get your Miami Heat coverage. We are, you know, like hours away, you know, multiple hours from the double digits from Miami's third round, our third matchup in the Eastern Commerce Finals with the Boston Celtics in four years. Matt, how are you feeling? Um, what do you think? What do you think about the disrespect the Heat have been getting uh, in the national media and by the odds makers in the last uh, couple of days? And how do you feel about it? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I'm a little bit under the weather, weather today, but we're we're fighting through it. We're battling through it. We're we're gritting and grinding our way through it. You got this, um, man. You got the guts. So I apologize for the voice, uh, but and I, I'm doing good otherwise, man. I mean. Just in regards to the disrespect, I mean, it's isn't it expected at this point just because Miami's an eight seed going up against a two seed in the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, it even though Miami does have Jimmy Butler, they do have Bam Adebayo. The Boston Celtics were one of the best teams in the league this entire season. They have probably the best duo in the entire league, or at least one of them, in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like. It's not really unexpected at this point. I mean, ESPN had their graphic up yesterday about like them having a ninety-seven percent chance, or I think it I think it moved down since then to like ninety-six percent. But regardless, big they have greater than a ninety-five percent chance of winning this series. I know the betting markets. When I looked at it, I think it was when I saw FanDuel had like I think it was like minus five fifty or something like that. And for my math guys out there, that's about eighty-five percent implied probability that. That he or that the that the Celtics would win this series. I mean, it, again, to me, it's just expected. It would be worse if it was like a one seed against a two seed or a two seed against a four seed or whatever it is. But it's a two seed against an eight seed. Like, I I, I just get it at this point. If I'm being honest, I hear that. I I also, but I also look at you know what was round one, which was an eight seed versus a one seed right. with the best right. record in the NBA, and I. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the Heat got more leeway to potentially beat the Bucks than they did the Celtics. Like, let's not forget, um, it wasn't that long ago that people were hoping Miami would beat the Hawks in the first, in the first playing game. So because they thought they'd had a better chance against the Celtics rather than the Bucks, you know, right. what I mean? it's like, I know hindsight's 2020, but how quickly we forget the narratives that were being pushed not that long right. ago. And. Yep. You know, it's it's like, I get it. The Celtics are fantastic. They have a really good team. Um, you know, Robert Williams will probably be thrust into the starting lineup again. Uh, Jason Tatum is a stud. He's coming off a 51-point game. Jalen Brown's amazing. You know, Malcolm Brogdon is likely, you know, is, is a six-man-of-the-year candidate. Um, do, um, do they announce six-man? Yeah, they, they announced that a while ago. He won, he won it. I'm sleeping. Um, <laughs> Malcolm Brogdon How about is, disrespect? Reigning, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, is, is the reigning six-man-of-the-year um and uh you see how much i care about regular season awards uh in in any case um you know like they're a great team i get it the heat are the series this year from the regular season is 500 you know uh last year uh you know it was uh the heat were the number one seed uh let's not forget but last year that series went seven games and honestly each game excluding uh really game four was pretty damn close you know and um i don't I, look there's one thing that the celtics don't have here and that's coach stability 
that's that see that's the biggest i think to me that's the biggest swing factor in this yeah or that's not i don't want to say the biggest disparity but it's absolutely one of the bigger uh disparities in this series colt sprolstra is the best coach in the nba or at least one of the best coaches in the nba he's been here done that for joe missoula who's the youngest coach in the league who's what 34 he was their third or fourth assistant last year. I mean, they lost Damon Stoudemire. They lost Will Hardy to the Jazz. They the whole Ime Adoka situation is just a completely different ball game. But like that, they lost three coaches. Joe Mazzulla, who has no head coaching experience, comes in. He's definitely had his struggles. He's had his warts throughout the regular season and the playoffs. And now he is competing for an NBA title with albeit a very talented team, but this is a, this is an absolute perfect series for Spolstra, even with the talent discrepancy that both teams have, to just run wild on. And that's how Miami would likely win this series for the most part would be Eric Spolstra would be an Eric Spolstra masterclass, whether it was adjustments, coverages, whatever you want to to pick apart or talk about nitpicky on the court. Spolstra absolutely has the advantage, and he's a, he's a freaking genius, and he knows what it takes, and he's seen this Boston team plenty of times before. He's seen them twice already. And so that would, to me, that's like the biggest, like if Spolstra can put on an effing masterclass in this series, again, whether it's like with the adjustments, whether what adjustments that he makes, those are to be seen. Because again, game one hasn't even started yet, but like game to game, uh, quarter quarter to quarter adjustments. What are they going to do schematically? I mean, Boston's a more versatile team. They can go big. They can go small. They can play multiple different co- coverages, and to an extent, so can Miami. But that's where that's where the Spolster factor comes into it and kind of closes that gap just a little bit more. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, from Brad Stevens to Ime Doka, um, now Ime was Ford. really good last year. So. Yeah, he he was. He was, but he's not walking through that door. You know, and it's like, um, you know, I feel like a lot of things come to coach, the, you know, like a lot of things in the NBA when you get to these later rounds. Um, you know, you have teams that are working a little harder. They're analyzing, you know, they're analyzing film en masse, right, from the regular season, last year's playoffs. Like, you know, like uh, I don't think Spose coming in to anything unprepared here. If anything, he's probably found new things to exploit. I mean – I likely Robert Williams gets inserted into the starting lineup because he was a great BAM deterrent, um, you know, last time around. But at the same time, um, I think, I think the Heat do have a real shot here, um, to go to the NBA finals. And I, I feel like, you know, I feel like that's not being recognized. I mean, like the national media always underrates Miami anyway, but at the, at the same time, it's like, you know, um, just statistic wise, like really the Heat are coming in. They're a different team than they were last year in, in a couple ways, but I think one of the ways, like, and one of the big things that we're going to be missing the series that was so great about um, the Heat for last series is Victor Oladipo's defense. And he actually performed admirably offensively um, last time around. He's 9.7 points per game, right? Um, you know, on the defense. I think the replacement that you get in there this time around is just um, based on how well Kyle's been playing. You know, and he wasn't, he wasn't amazing in the South. He was injured. I think he missed some games last, uh, uh, last ECF, if I'm not missing, if I'm not, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, because he was dealing with the injury. 
um, this time he kind of looks healthy and he's becoming a key moment. So it's like, okay, can you, you know, can Kyle make up for uh, Vic, Vic's absence? And then obviously you need a combination of Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, Caleb Martin, and Duncan to come through in the absence of Tyler Hero's offense. But then again, last series uh, against the Celtics, he averaged 9.3 points per game. And I think he missed a couple games too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and with that, it's like, okay, so you're telling me that the Heat are facing some adversity? You know, they did last you're year. You've done too. that. Yeah, and they pushed it to seven. Um, Matt, tell me about Jimmy Butler last time the, the Heat <laughs> played Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, give me the madism. I mean, he played on one leg. He did. And when, and, uh, <laughs> 47, know, nine, and eight in game six. There you go. Don't forget it. Can't forget it. Nope. That's 25 points per game in the series alone. Um, like, you know, you had a couple good band games in there too, but here, like, I, and I might be the only one thinking this, but I think Bam Bridges is exceptional performance in uh, game six against the Knicks, and he brings that over to to the Celtics series. Every piece of literature and, like, every tweet that I've read about Bam um, and how he reflected on the series from last time is how dismayed and disappointed and how, you know, there's the image I have of, uh, I, I remember of him ripping his jersey off, you know, have a, you know, he was so angry about the loss, the Celtics. Like, someone like Bam's been dreaming about this since this time last year, you know, and he gets another shot. You don't always get another shot in sports, you know? So it's like, I feel like Jimmy and Bam aren't going to take it for granted. I mean, you posted the viral tweet yesterday, Matt, um, of uh, what what Jimmy was saying on the podium after after they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and it was that they would be right back here again and ready to get it done. And, you know, like, I tend to believe Jimmy on some of these things. I'm also a heat homer. And, like, if you've listened to the podcast and you don't get that already, like, objectivity is at a minimum, but we try to be objective with stats and give credit where credit's due. I'll be objective. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. It's like, if you're listening to this, you're likely not a Celtics or a Knicks fan. But if you are, thank you for listening. We still love you. But uh, with any of that, it's like, yeah, I, the, the Heat definitely have the motivation factor. Um, they've, uh, or sorry, the zombie Heat, as they've been referred to, you know, like, I don't see why they, yeah, but Bill Simmons, uh, Boston's, Boston's biggest homer. Um, so I don't see, like, and he sounds nervous too. So it's like, you know, I think odds make like odds makers aside, I do think the Heat have a real shot here, and um, I think counting them out, well, count them out at your own risk, and you know, if you're betting, you know, well, like count them out at your money's risk, I guess. Or yeah, props. well, going back to the defensive thing, this would I was thinking the exact same thing that this could have been a huge, this this is such this is this would have been like a perfect Victor Oladipo series like we saw last year, just. You can have either one of them, either him, either check Tatum or Brown. I mean, he, he we saw what he did against Jalen Brown last year, where it felt like he was turning the ball over every time he was running down the floor. Um, and but I think Miami can make up for that. And same thing with PJ Tucker too. Like Miami's Miami doesn't have PJ. Well, now Kevin Love's in the starting lineup. They're gonna have to mix and match with that. We can talk about how they want to do that in a little bit, but um, it looks like Tucker and Depot were like the two big, biggest pieces from last year's team that 
at least from the defensive end, will are not going to be here for that impact. But Miami could do that with DeCaleb Martin potentially. They this could be really sneakily like big Haywood Highsmith smears just for like a ten to fifteen minute spurt. Just like you know what, we'll we'll push you on Tatum. See how you do. If you pick up a few fouls, well, you still have six. You you have six fouls, so um, we'll we'll use you to that to that degree. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what type of role that he's going to get. I mean, it's it's again a game by game thing. He might not start the. He might not start series in the rotation. He wasn't really in the rotation uh, consistently throughout these playoffs to begin with, but. I think Haywood could have like a role in this series just as a defensive stopper or as someone who just will make it annoying for uh, either Tatum or Brown, at least on the defensive end. And then the same thing with like Vincent. Vincent, I mean, yeah, he, 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 you could say he got cooked a little bit by Jalen Brunson, but he made it tough on him. Just the physicality, picking him up full court, um, wearing him, wearing him down time and time again. I mean, Brunson, it didn't really phase Brunson because Brunson's again, a really, really, really good player as we've talked about, but that was just that that's something that Gabe Vincent brings to the table as the same thing with, as you mentioned, Kyle Lowry, I mean, Kyle Lowry's defense in the series could also be like huge. I mean, he's, he's been good defensively throughout these playoffs already. Let's, let's see what type of role that he'll have um, regardless if it's against Marcus Smart or Derek White or, even Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum in mismatches or cross matches or whatever the case is, like what exactly uh, like the, 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 all four of those guys can like have somewhat of a role, um, some bigger than others throughout the series. And um, just, it just depends on like what, I mean, I'm guessing Jimmy's going to take Tatum assignment. I don't know what they're going to do with Bam, whether they're going to put him on Horford. I mean, heck, we're going to see a steady dose of probably Tatum on or Bam on Tatum for for certain spots. You might. I, I, I think I, th- I think it's worth pointing out that Horford was fantastic last time around too. Ten rebounds a game and two blocks per game. And he was good against Philly. I mean, at least from the defensive end. I mean, that's what that's what it was important having the Rob Williams Al Horford front court combination late in that Sixers series was because well you could have Williams be that roamer helper off of PJ Tucker who teams are never going to respect, even though he is, even though he can make one to two, three corner threes a game that teams aren't going to respect that. And so that was like the perfect matchup to put Robert Williams in. And with Miami that might, they, they might give the same treatment to Kevin Love. They might give the same treatment to Caleb Martin when he's on the floor. It feels like teams don't respect either of those two as much as they probably should, or at least Caleb Martin. I mean, I know Kevin Love was awesome in the Bucks series shooting the ball, he dipped a little bit uh, in the Bucks or in the in the Knicks series. Let's see if his if he's knocking down shots. Well, that's great. That's awesome. He's probably going to get a bunch of open looks too, just like he did in the previous series. Like it's the Boston might play Miami the same way than they did last year, where it was like they they're playing the drop coverage. They're they're protecting the rim. They're going to try to make Miami shoot their shooters beat them, or they can switch because they again they have multiple bodies to throw at. Jimmy Butler, even though he's very good against the switch, they, they have, you can throw Marcus Smart, you can throw Derek White, you can throw Town Brown and Tatum at him. Doesn't mean it's going to completely stop him because Jimmy Butler. I mean, we saw again, we saw what we did, albeit he was healthy against Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like he was really, really good. Yeah. 
obviously. And um, if he's, if he, it, I think another big swing factor, just based on what we talked about previously, is Jimmy Butler's health. If he's not healthy, and if he's looking like he did the latter half of the Bucks series or latter half of the Knicks series, Miami's in trouble. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I think something worth pointing out. I don't think any Heat players can have really. There's not much room for error in a series like this. None. Um, you know, like uh, we don't have the ro- we don't have the reserves to really incorporate if the Heat aren't playing well. Like you can't bring Vic or Tyler off the bench. You know, so in a situation where Gabe isn't scoring well, or maybe Caleb's having an off game, like the Heat will have to get something monumental out of Bam or or Jimmy to even withstand that, you know? Like, I don't think the Heat can really stand for a four-point Kevin Love game in a series like this. You know, they need to get basically every ounce of production out of every player that they have in the rotation. And I know that's asking a lot, but that's that's the playoffs too, right? So it's like, I think if any team is capable of it, it is Miami. It's just uh, they really got to lock in because – the Celtics have room for air, you know, like um, Jason Tatum did not have a great game in the game prior to last game. Not the one that he scored 51 points, obviously, but going into the fourth quarter, I think what he had 16 fourth quarter points the other day, you know, like 16 of his 19, I yeah, think 16 of his 19. And he was, uh, you know, he's playing quite poorly before that, but the Celtics have room for that because if Tatum isn't playing great, then Jalen Brown might be. You know, and then on the defense, they have their pest and Marcus Smart. They, you know, and, uh, you can get a boom game out of Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. You know, it's, there's depth there and there's so much room for error. Like, I hate to say it because I do really do, I really do believe the Heat have a good chance to win a series, but they need to play near perfect basketball. Like, we already know that Tyler isn't coming back this series. Um, uh, I believe it was reported by, um, was it Anthony Chang, um, said that like he hasn't, or, or was it Barry Jackson, um, that he hasn't even started dribbling or shooting yet. So it's like, okay. And if you do get Tyler back towards the latter half of the series, is he just a decoy? Because like we all saw, or we've seen, you know, that, um, Kevin Love, who is a historically good shooter in his career, has been streaky since his hand injury. This was to the fingers of Tyler's shooting hand, right? So even if he does come back, is he going to be effective or will he only be effective next year? So you got to take that into account. And um, yeah, moral of the story and to wrap up my own rant is that the Heat need to play near perfect basketball because the margin for error is low. I don't think they need to play near perfect basketball. I think they need to play perfect basketball. I, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's really fair. Um, but I mean, look. I got a lot of trust in Eric Spolstra and, uh, and the assistant coaching staff. Um, I, I relish in, or in the fact that the Heat have been here before. They were here last year, you know, and usually they bounce back well. Um, I love Eastern Conference finals against the Celtics. It feels very classic to me. You know, like, uh, these guys have been here so many times throughout the decade, you know, or throughout the last decade. Um, and, and it's fun. It's fun basketball. I think. I think we're getting a treat as fans, but it's like, um, at the same time, nobody really thought, I like, if you're a Miami Heat fan and you told me that you thought the Heat after this season would be in the ECF, I don't believe you. You know, because, you know, <laughs> we barely made it out of the plan. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a treat. I think whatever Jimmy Butler gives us is a treat to watch. 
I don't know how long this run is going to go on because it's been, and it's been special. Um, I would hate to see it end here, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's like, we're going to go as far as Jimmy and I'd say to a lesser degree, bam takes us. And I mean, let's see if they can take us to the promised land for once. You're going to need a big series from both. Yeah, you need, you need, because Bam had big games against the Celtics the last season conference finals. But it, he would. It was he's been good of, against him this season. Yeah, exactly. So I think he is more than capable of doing it. I really hope he rides that wave from the Celtics series because, and I hope the Heat uh, players saw that too. And I hope it's been, I'm sure it's being studied in the film room. Like, this is how you can get Bam going. You know? And it's like, because, you know, it's like you say, it's not just Bam who needs to get himself going, but it's, um, it's up to, it's up to the teammates, uh, to get him going as well. And yeah, like, uh, um, there was a great article in Sports Illustrated by Rowan who talked about Bam's focus on the MIDI, um, like the MIDI that he developed. And there was, uh, they were saying, or he was writing, um, that he basically developed that shot to make up for lapses in the playoffs where he wasn't able to get going to his traditional shots. And like, now that's a new threat, you know? So it's like, you have Bam who is ready for these moments. Like, how many times do you think he's watched last year's Celtics series? You know? So I really, it's because of these intangibles and it's because of all of these narratives and that kind of thing that, and, uh, and the heat Homer that lives inside of me and is constantly yelling heat nation that I do believe Miami can get this done. But it's like, the more I say it, the more I feel like I'm just convincing myself, but hopefully, you know, based on what we've said uh, today that you guys are starting to believe it too. So what are your predictions for the series? Oh, I don't know. Or if there, is there anything else you want to touch on beforehand? You no, no, not really, because, you know, there's not enough out yet. You know, like uh, we, we've heard from Spo. Um, he's talked about Tyler. He's talked about Jimmy. Jimmy's supposed to be ready. You know, it's been I mean, on Jimmy's Instagram today, he was uh, he was doing some pretty interesting like uh, exercises. And I'm like and balance exercises, too. And I'm like, OK, his ankle is fine. Um, you know, uh, so assuming those are recent videos. But uh no, I don't think I don't think we have enough information yet. Like uh, aside from the fact that we've seen the odds, we've seen the press, you know, everyone seems locked in. Um I think that's all we can really think. Oh, and then we have the motivation factor. Uh with that, I can only give a prediction and I don't think this one is easy. I think this one goes 7 again. What do you think? I lean Celtics in 6. Oh, you're going objective. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even give a winner. <laughs> I just thought I was going seven. Um, look, I'm gonna be the eternal optimist here, and I'm gonna say Heat and seven. Yeah, be be I, the anti, be the anti Matt. Be the subjective. Be the subjective guy. Don't be yeah. the objective idiot. No, no. I. You know what? I, I have to. I'll ride the homerism. The story. I know there's a WGA writer strike right now, and I hope they get what they deserve. But the story is too perfect, you know, and I've said it before and, uh, you know, maybe because I watched Moneyball recently, but it was, you know, they always said it's hard not to be romantic about baseball. Well, it's hard not to be romantic about basketball, goddammit, you know, so they got another shot at it. Um, it went terribly last year. They missed the finals by a bucket. So get Jimmy to give more buckets and let's see the heat ride out into the finals once again. Give me the Lakers rematch. Let's get it. Let's get it done this time. See, I lean Celtics in six uh, because I just 
there's a part of me that believes the Miami's at this point is running out of gas. I mean, that's fair. It just from what I saw at the latter half of the Knicks series, it just I have a sixth sense that it's just like it's gonna come at a point in this series where there's gonna be like buy like I mean, both teams have been there, done that, but one, Miami's just running out of bodies, and two, it just to me, at least from an offensive perspective, like I don't know if Miami has enough offense to win this series. I think that's where like the difference comes into it. Boston's offense is going to get theirs at certain points. That, that, that's just inevitable with the way they play. Yes, they'll have their little shooting. Like there'll be times where they they will shoot very poorly, and those are the games that Miami has to steal. But there's also games where Boston, again, they will knock down twenty to twenty-five threes, or at least they have the capability of it, because um, they have so many different options. They have uh, Derek White. They have uh, Jason Tate of Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon, like they have a litany of options to choose from in that regard. Um, Marcus Smart, I don't think I mentioned him. Like, yeah, these guys are going to get him up. That's just Missoula ball. They'll, they'll sometimes play five out, which could really screw with Miami. Um, and they'll take the open shots, regardless if it's a layup or a three or whatever. Like they're more than willing to take them. They're not going to pass them up. And Miami is a team that allows a lot of three-pointers. Um, I think that can't go without mention. Miami Miami was one of the league leaders, I believe, in three-point frequency allowed in the regular season. I think it's the same thing this postseason. Like, they just allow a lot of threes. And I think that's probably that number's probably dipped a little bit because of the next series. Regardless, they're a team that will give up open looks from deep. If Boston can hit them, they're in a good spot. If they can't, Miami has to take advantage of those situations. But from an offensive perspective, Miami, again, we saw the shooting dip as much as it did in the next series. And I just don't know if that's going to, you're going you're gonna to need a middle ground between the Bucks series and the Knicks series to at least have a chance. I mean, the Bucks, we're not going to see a team shoot 45% from deep again. Probably not at least. But with the Knicks series, they shot, they were like 30%, below 30%, whatever the number was. And so they need like a happy middle. They need like a 37, 38, 39% performance in order to win this series or at least have a chance. Um, and I just don't know if I see that from this t- t- team. If they make shots, I don't think it's Celtics and six. That's just practically what I'm saying. If they do, or if they, if they don't make shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make or miss league, right? Either Miami needs to come in and if they're not, they're not shooting well, then it's a wrap. You know, and uh, I hate, I hate to, I hate to say it like that, but yeah, you can't, you can't have, you need to have a series like you did against the Bucks from the three point yeah. line. You can't, you can't come in and regress to uh, what you were shooting like during the season. Like, they need, they need it from Max, they need it from Dunk, they need it from Kevin Love, they need it from Gabe Vincent, and like to a lesser degree, they need it from Caleb and that janky jump shot that I love. You know, um, or else it doesn't get done. It's as simple as that. We can go back and forth all day about it, but. You know, we got a shot. You know, the, the, we the do. Have, I mean, we're the here for a reason. Made it there. You know, um, and they've also eliminated the best team in the NBA. And I'm, like, it's really, it's really easy to forget that with just the fact that you know it's been a series since then. So they got a real shot, Matt. It's it's becoming crazy to me how this team actually made it. 
to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Like Spoke talked Spoke talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, I think it was after practice. He had a quote where he was just like, "If I could just tell these guys that, like, yeah, this season's going to be like bass." I think the word he used was basketball hell. And <clears throat> if I could tell you guys that we could just, you just, you just got to fight through it. Just get over that hump, and we'll be paid, we'll be facing Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals again. I think that would make the season a lot much more alleviating and. Um, not relaxing is the wrong word, but relieving of like everything that happened throughout the regular season, because the regular season, again, we've talked about it before those 84 games sucked objectively. Um, so objectively and subjectively they sucked. Like there were um, some good, there were some good ones, but right. But like, just from like an expectation from like a watchability from like all of that, it, yeah, they went 44 and 38, but it wasn't a fun 44 and 38. There's been fun, bad heat seasons, like, again, the 30 and 11 season. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, we talked about it. We were not having fun watching the Miami Heat this year. No. And, uh, and um, yeah, I think, that, I think that's justified. Right. And so the thing that will if, – if, re- if Miami can win this series, again, making shots like they did during the regular season will be important. Forcing turnovers – you have to play a perfect brand of basketball against this Boston Celtics team. That includes forcing a lot of turnovers. They're capable of it, as we saw it last year, but they're going to need the defensive bodies and the acumen, and they're going to need to be in the right positions and stuff to do so. They need to keep Boston off the free throw line. They need to, they need to do all of these things. They need to score it. They, they, they need to win the battle on the boards. They need to score in the paint. Like Just all of these things um, Miami has to do in order to win this series and like if they're they're capable of it, but can they do it for a seven game series? Can they do it four times and be on top four times? I don't know. I think they can. They just got to do. They got to play for for basketball. But hell, man, stranger things have happened. They they beat the uh, number one yeah. seed. So you know, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could. Re- uh, you know, wax poetic but more statistics and dive a little deeper into the advanced stats going into this one. But the fact of the matter is to get a really good opinion on how this, how the seas and how the heat are going to compete in this one. I need to see the first game, you know, like uh, Miami, Miami won the first game last year. So, uh, you know, it's really, you can collect a good opinion um, after I, I guess the second game of the series is a better way to kind of put it, but I think it's going to be entertaining. And I think as basketball fans, that's all we can really ask for. Uh, I do worry, like you said, about the heat running out of gas. But I really hope, you know, the time they got between um, last game and this game, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be enough just to, just to help heal some of the little bugs. You know, there's a lot of magic in those yeah. ice baths. You know, there's a lot of magic in massage. So, you know, let's, uh, and whatever Jimmy was doing, there's some magic in that too. Because that looked difficult. Just lock him in a cryogenic chamber for... Oh yeah, go full Goku. However many days. I want to see that. You know, like uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's gonna show up like uh, Goku did on Namek, and uh, and just uh, <laughs> you know, go full Super Saiyan. He's so, gonna need it. I mean, if anyone can do it, it's him. Um, but we just need to see it, and you know, anything can happen. It's the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay positive on this one, Matt. And hopefully, yeah, don't be Matt. Do- don't be a Matt. Tell listeners out there, just say Heat and five. It'll come true. It, the more times you say it, the more times it's gonna come true. Don't be me and pick Celtics and six. I'm more than willing to take Heat, whether it's here from you or Syria or Dan or the the people on the Twitter sphere or whatever the case is. If I say Celtics and six, and I am wrong. I'm more than okay with that. I, I welcome the Matt, you're dumb, Matt, all that crap. If I am wrong and I want to be wrong, like, let's just put the, I want to be wrong. Yeah. So make Matt, make Matt wrong. Yeah. Make Matt, make me wrong, man. Make me wrong. You made me wrong. Well, I, I did have heat and six last series. So I guess they're very correct, but I was definitely wrong during the Bucks series. And like most of us were so. Fair enough, man. Um, look, I guess we could wrap it up here. We're going to be back, me and Matt. We're going to be back to bring you uh, our reactions uh, post-game one. So that'll be likely on Thursday when we find some time to do it. But uh, hopefully we come and we're pretty pumped. Uh, if not, well, that'll be a bummer. But we're hoping, we're hoping, well, I'm hoping for the best. Matt is, uh, you know, is pandering all realistic over there. So don't be a I'm man. hoping for the Even best, seven. Yeah, I know you are. But we gotta have some podcast personality. Oh Jesus. <laughs> no, that, that would be horrifying. I don't think it gets to that point. I think the heat are too competitive. But, yeah, no, uh, I I definitely think so too. I think it could get seven, but yeah. beating Boston in seven on their home floor is just feels like impossible, at least nowadays. But again, hey, crazier crazier things have happened. Uh any, anything is hap- yeah, anything is possible. Well, KG hey, yelled it out from the Celtics home court. Anything is possible. So, yeah. I mean, like, like anything is. And hopefully we get a little magic uh, just like that. But on the Heat side this time around. Look, um, for all things Miami Heat, uh, stay tuned to hothothoops.com. Uh, follow the Hot Hot Hoops social media channels. Follow Matt on Hot Hot Hoops because he posts a lot of good analysis. Um, Dan runs the the Instagram account, and he's doing a fantastic job over there. So check that out. Uh, I got an article coming out on Kyle Lowry. Uh, try to get that try to get that out tomorrow um, and uh, yeah follow the socials uh, like and subscribe as, uh, as Matt likes to put it and uh, we'll we'll hear you next time and uh, we're co-hosts <laughs> you've been promoted Matt, wow it's just us promotion <laughs> so, well, as, until then go heat as always and thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs>